We'll get started. Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri Basin Conference call. This call will provide an update of current runoff conditions as well as status updates from the Kansas City and Omaha districts. These calls will be held each Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time through the end of this month. These calls are only part of our efforts to communicate with Basin residents. We place all our news releases on our website at www.nwz.usace.army.mil and on social media at nwdusace. We encourage the public to use these resources as well as our webpage to get the webpage app to get the latest information from the Corps, the National Weather Service, and other partner agencies. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, including levy sponsors and emergency managers, and the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. These calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dbidshub.net slash unit slash USACE-NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute for this call. To unmute your line when asking a question, press star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function and do not place the call on hold. The agenda for today's call is as follows. Northwestern Division Readiness Contingency Office, Mr. Tom Brady. National Weather Service, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, Mr. Kevin Lau. From Missouri River Water Management Division, John Remus and Mike Swenson. From Kansas City District, Eric Shoemate with Water Management and Judd Kneven with Emergency Management. And from the Omaha District, Matt Kratzke, Chief of Emergency Management. These updates will be followed by a question and answer session. Calls for questions will not be part of the recording if none are asked. I'm going to turn the call over to you, Tom Brady. Remember to press star six to unmute. Thank you, Eileen. Can you hear me okay? Yep, we got you. Okay. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Tom Brady. As Eileen mentioned, I'm with the uh, Division's Readiness Contingency Operations, which includes oversight of the region's Public Law 8499 Rehab Repair program for flood control and coastal emergencies. Both Omaha and Kansas City districts have largely transitioned to recovery support along the Missouri River Basin. Rainfall runoff from this uh, past week is now reaching the Missouri River at the Plattsmouth and will continue to contribute to persisting high water stages. However, there is at this time there is no report impact to recovery operations. We continue with what we call phase one of our recovery efforts. That is, closing or repairing the breaches where the most critical infrastructure and population centers are at risk. The waters in the banks of the Missouri, Kansas, and Osage River Basin remain higher than average for this time of the year, and water still remains on the toes of many levee systems. However, teams are gradually being able to access damaged levees to refine the assessment of the damages to the some 850 miles of impacted levees within our region. For the full repair efforts, or phase, what we call phase two of the recovery support, we are developing project information reports, or PARs, which are used to develop strategies and determine the economic feasibility of repairing eligible levies. Of the 181 requests for rehab assistance that we received, we have thus far approved uh, 63 PIRs 
These approved PIRs help uh, enable us to request funding for subsequent engineering design efforts. The Omaha and Kansas City District representatives will be on the line, and they'll provide further details on the progress of those recovery efforts. So back to you, Eileen. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Tom. I'll turn it to you, Kevin Lau. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, again, my name is Kevin Lau. I'm with the National Weather Service Missouri Basin River Forecast Center uh, in Kansas City. Currently, we have flooding ongoing in the state of South Dakota along the James and Big Sioux Rivers. Um, we have uh, flooding in the state of Kansas uh, along the Big Blue immediately upstream of the Tuttle Creek Reservoir. And in the state of Missouri, we have flooding along the Osage. Along the Missouri River itself, we have minor flooding extending from Nebraska City to St. Joseph, Missouri, and then from Napoleon, Missouri through Miami. Looking over the next seven days, uh, there are two time periods that uh, pose the greatest threat for uh, future rain. Uh, Saturday into Sunday, there is thunderstorm activity expected across Nebraska and Kansas. Uh, the placement is very uncertain at this time. Average amounts could be in excess of one inch with localized pockets of heavier rain possible. And then a more organized system will develop over the Dakotas Sunday into Monday with widespread rain uh, probable. Uh, with aerial averages up to two inches. But after that, as of right now, um, no heavy rainmakers are anticipated after next Monday for the remainder of next week. Uh, thank you, and that concludes my comments uh, until uh, the questions at the end of the call. Thanks, Kevin. I'll turn it over to Mike Swenson with uh, Missouri River Water Management. Okay, thanks, Eileen. Uh, late last week, we posted updated long-term monthly runoff and reservoir forecasts to our website. The updated annual runoff forecast is 52.9 million acre-feet, which would be the second highest on record. System storage is currently 67.6 million acre-feet, just below the base of the system's exclusive flood control zone. Water and storage has decreased about 0.4 million acre-feet since last week. 11.5 of the 16.3 million acre-feet of total flood storage is occupied. Yesterday, we posted an updated short-range forecast or three-week forecast to our website. The forecast shows Gavin's Point releases will be held at 70,000 CFS through August to manage reservoir levels and continue evacuating water from the reservoirs. Fort Randall Reservoir is at elevation 1361.7. The reservoir, which had been steadily declining, is up 0.4 feet since last week due to heavy rain in that area over the past several days. The reservoir is more than six feet above its normal summer operating level. Releases from Fort Randall are currently 65,000 CFS and are expected to range from 65 to seven, excuse me, 65 to 67,000 CFS over the next week. Big Bend releases will range from 52,000 to 54,000 CFS over the next week. Oahe Reservoir is at elevation 1616.8, down 0.2 feet since last week. The reservoir is 9.3 feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. Releases from Oahe are currently about 56,500 CFS and are expected to remain near that rate over the next week. Garrison Reservoir is at elevation 1851.1, down 0.6 feet since last week. 
The reservoir is 1.1 feet above the base of the exclusive flood control zone. Releases are forecast to remain at 46,000 CFS through August. Fort Peck Reservoir is at elevation 2245.8, down 0.4 feet since last week. The reservoir is now out of its exclusive flood control zone and is 11.8 feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. Releases from Fort Peck are approximately 15,000 CFS and are expected to remain near that rate through August. We will continue to monitor conditions in the basin and make any necessary release adjustments this summer and into the fall. Thank you. That concludes my update. Thanks, Mike. Uh, hand it to Kansas City. Eric Shumate. Kansas City, star six to unmute. Did we lose Kansas City? No, nope, we're here. We're just uh, fighting technology. So, um, <laughs> okay. Good afternoon. Over to you. Thanks, Eileen, and good afternoon. I'll give an update today on the uh, reservoir conditions uh, in the Kansas City District and our uh, water management decisions moving forward. Uh, I'll start with Kansas River Basin. As a whole, the four reservoirs in the lower Kansas River Basin, Milford, Tuttle Creek, Perry, and Clinton, are collectively at 51% of their total flood control storage occupied. Uh, today's uh, conditions are as follows. Uh, Milford and Tuttle Creek are approximately at 50%, uh, not much of a change from a week ago. And Perry and Clinton reservoirs are at 54% and 56% flood pool occupied, respectively. Both of those are slightly up from last week uh, based on some rainfall that we had uh, late last week and uh, in the past day. Uh, Milford and Tuttle Creek are both releasing 2,000 cubic feet per second today, and they're approximately passing inflows from each reservoir. Uh, Perry is releasing 2,000 CFS, and Clinton is releasing 1,500 cubic feet per second. We anticipate maintaining uh, these releases and operations in the short term as we determine a long-term approach of how we will empty the approximately 2 million acre feet of water floods flood storage that we have uh, stored in the Kansas River Basin. Uh, we'll move to the uh, Osage River Basin. And uh, the good story here is uh, we've seen broad improvement of uh, the conditions across all the Osage River Basin reservoirs. As a whole, the six reservoirs have approximately 23% of the flood storage occupied. Uh, each one of these has seen a uh, market improvement from where they were last week. Uh, Pomona, Melvern, and Stockton, and Palm de Terre all range from 17 to 20% of their flood pool occupied, each improved from last week. Uh, Hillsdale Reservoir is at 33% of its flood storage occupied, which is uh, down 5% from uh, where it was last week. And Truman uh, is at 25% of its flood pool occupied. Last week at this time uh, on this call, it was at 35%. So we've seen 10% uh, of the flood storage uh, evacuated from Truman over the past week. Truman is releasing 48,500 cubic feet per second today. We anticipate maintaining this release through the weekend and uh, 
Early next week, we'll begin stepping down releases towards a target release of 32,000 cubic feet per second uh, that we should reach that by the end of next week. So uh, again, continuing with 48,500 through the weekend, and then we'll slowly start stepping down over the course of next week. On the Kansas side of the Osage Basin, uh, Melvern and Pomona are reduced to low flows due to downstream conditions from the reservoirs, and uh, we'll likely uh, make a modest increase to 500 cubic feet per second from each of those uh, starting this weekend on Saturday. Hillsdale is making a release of 160 cubic feet per second, and we anticipate just maintaining that. On the Missouri side, Palm de Terre and Stockton are releasing 3,000 and 4,800 cubic feet per second, respectively. We anticipate maintaining that uh, for the uh, short term. There is forecasted rainfall within the Osage River Basin over the next 48 hours. Where and when this rain falls may affect our uh, release schedule that I just presented, and uh, it may also uh, adjust the timeline for uh, reducing releases from Truman or it might actually make us uh, reduce releases for downstream flood conditions. It's all dependent on where that uh, forecasted rain falls over the next uh, couple of days. That concludes my comments. Over. Thanks, Eric. We'll hand it over to uh, Judd. Uh, good afternoon. I'm Judd Keneven, Emergency Management Chief for the Kansas City District. Uh, our Emergency Operations Center uh, remains activated at level two partial activation. Uh, at any time assistance is needed, please call our 24-hour emergency line at 816-426-6320. Again, that number is 816-426-6320. If you leave your name, number, and a short message, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, we continue to evaluate uh, the posture of our emergency operations center, and uh, we do uh, believe that uh, over the next uh, few weeks uh, to the next month, uh, we will change our posture. Uh, to probably an emergency watch condition. Uh, we're just not there yet. Uh, to date, Kansas City District has received a total of 107 requests for levy rehabilitation assistance. Uh, we have numerous damage assessments and project information reports in development. Uh, 19 repair projects have been approved. 11 additional project information reports will be transmitted to our higher headquarters for approval today. Uh, we are on track to have damage assessments and uh, project information report development completed uh, by the end of September. Uh, we continue to support pumping operations for several levy districts, and we continue to provide technical and direct assistance on an as-needed basis. The temporary emergency repair contracts at Mill Creek and at the Big Tarkio River in Holt County, Missouri, uh, to close those breaches on both levy systems, were awarded the 18th and 19th of July. A joint use states contractor site visit was conducted on 29 July with the notice to proceed issued the following day. Uh, rock deliveries and placement uh, uh, for this rock is expected to take approximately 10 weeks to complete. Uh, we should begin moving rock next week, and the construction contract required completion date is 15 October of 2019. Although river stages have fallen at many locations, we expect river stages upstream of St. Joe, Missouri to remain at or slightly above flood stage for the foreseeable future. Uh, please continue to pay attention to watches and warnings issued by the National Weather Service as conditions on the river can change quickly should heavy rainfall return to our area. Uh, thank you. Uh, this concludes my remarks. Thanks, Judd. Uh, to you, Matt. 
Thanks, Eileen. Uh, this is Matt Kraske, the Readiness Branch Chief with the Army Corps of Engineers Omaha District. To date, we've completed 10 initial breach closures within the Omaha District's area of operations, and we have 39 remaining. Yesterday, we awarded a $10.3 million contract to repair levy systems R616-613 and R613 south of Offutt Air Force Base. Work is anticipated to begin on these levies within the next couple of weeks. We also awarded a contract for $183,000 to repair the Pierce North Branch Elkhorn River right bank levy system in Pierce, Nebraska. This system provides an increased level of flood risk management for over 550 structures and approximately 1,100 people. This is the first of the full rehabilitation projects to begin addressing damages to the tributary systems throughout the Omaha District's area of responsibility that were damaged during the 2019 spring flooding. We are anticipating that we will have five to ten more of the tributary projects ready for award within the next two months to continue these repair efforts. For Levy 611-614 near Council Bluffs, Iowa, we are about 90% complete with the contract scope of work for the initial breach closure and we anticipate completion around the 23rd of August. For levy system L601 near Bartlett, Iowa, we are, all, we are at about 90% completion with the final sand burn grading and riprap placement and haul road deconstruction is all that remains. The sand berm and levy are being graded in shape today with the follow-on work con to continue. As previously announced, breach B on levy L575 near Hamburg, Iowa was closed and at this time the scope of the contract is about 75% complete. We are anticipating the remaining sand placement, grading, and demobilization to take about 30 days. For levy L575A and B stage two repairs, we are still working through our contracting process to add a clay cap to the sand breach closures. Engineering and design is performing damage assessments and site visits to assess potential for additions to the scope on the stage two contract. Construction is expected to commence towards the end of this week. Significant progress is being made towards closure of breach A on levy L550 between Watson and Rockport, Missouri. The contractor is running a day and a night shift at this time. We anticipate breach closure to occur sometime this week or early next week. For breach B of levy L550, we have completed a haul road and have created a 100 linear foot rock revetment near the riverbank to minimize the Missouri River flows towards the work site. For regular updates on the repair efforts to flood control structures in the Missouri River Basin, visit the Omaha District System Restoration webpage at https colon forward slash forward slash www.nwo.usace.army.mil and click on the red levy status updates icon on the left side of the page. There, you can track the status updates, view photos and videos, and also see which levies are not active in the PL8499 program. Finally, please assist us in communicating that life safety is our primary focus in our efforts to repair the levy systems, and we continue to work with federal, state, and local emergency management agencies to ensure that the public is aware of the continued safety risks associated with the damaged levies. We appreciate your assistance in spreading this message and sharing in our responsibility to keeping the public informed about the risks associated with the levies. Thank you, and this concludes my comments. Thanks, Matt. 
We'll now begin the question and answer session. We'll start with questions from congressional delegation members, tribes, state and local government officials, to include levy sponsors and emergency managers, and then we'll move over and uh, open questions to the press. We'll field the questions by state in alphabetical order. You'll need to press star six to unmute your phone. Please state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. We'll start with the state of Iowa. Kansas. Missouri. Montana. I have I have some questions for Missouri. Okay, your name? Name is Joe Gibbs. I'm an engineer here in central Missouri. Uh, I'm on the board of the Missouri Levy and Drainage District Association. Um, I worked uh, several places in the flood of 93. I'm curious as to what the status is on FEMA floodplain development permits. Um, I've heard rumors that sometimes the permits are needed and they're not needed. Uh, can anybody help me with uh, what the situation is there? So that, since it is through FEMA, that First, that would you'd need to talk to FEMA. But secondly, any type of permitting process is handled through the regulatory offices in their respective uh, districts. So for the state of Missouri, that would be the Kansas City District Regulatory Office, and we can get you in touch with them. Um, Judd, can your office provide him the uh, contact information for the Kansas City District Regulatory Office? I can, but from a floodplain development permit, it's it, it's really uh, at the local county level. Counties are responsible for issuing floodplain development permits. All right, thank do you. you. Do you happen to know if they're going to be issued like they were in '93? Uh, they were issued without any engineering studies or anything. Uh, you'd have to talk to your county floodplain manager. Okay. What about uh, 8499? Uh, projects uh, run by the Corps. Uh, did you all furnish those permits? Yes. Yeah, so, in, on, from the Kansas City District perspective, we we do the NEPA evaluation, and we have programmatic NEPA in place. We also have a general operating permit with the State of Missouri for land disturbance, and we have a, a 404 Section 10 permit in, in place called GP41 to help local levy owners and operators with recovery, and that permit has a Missouri State Clean Water, uh, a 401 water certif uh, certification from the state of Missouri. Right. So, you, so we help you with all of that, Joe. What about the floodplain development permits? Uh, no, we don't, we don't uh, step on the floodplain development side of it. So we uh, mostly, mostly all you're doing is repairing your levee, so when we develop your project information report, we do an analysis here within the core yep. to determine if we're going to have any impacts uh, on flood heights. And because we're repairing them and we're not increasing the height of your levee, sure. generally we're not having an impact. And most of our non-fed levees, are be the top of levee elevation is below the base flood elevation, the 1% chance flood. Right. So they're submerged and they do not negatively impact that base flood elevation. Right. Um, I have one more question. Um, 
do you <clears throat> is it possible to get what the percent flow is in the river right now that is regulated and the percent that is not regulated or give me the number so that I can compute it? Yeah, hang on just a second. I got Eric sitting here. Joe, uh, this is Eric Shoemate. Uh, we did not prepare that for this call. Uh, it was presented on the last call. If you wanted to pull the information, it would be a week old. Uh, it's it probably hadn't changed that much. I wouldn't suspect it changed much. Right. But it's not ready for this call then. Okay, thank you very much. Um, do you anticipate any problems on evacuating accumulated waters with uh, ice jams and things? I know this is a little far ahead, but, you know, we could have a flood this fall. And um, I remember 93 water came up twice. Hey, Joe, this is John Remus, uh, Missouri River Basin Water Management. Our studies uh, in our, our uh, release projections uh, are set to so that we evacuate all of the flood control storage by the next uh, season's runoff, by the 2020 runoff season. Right. Okay. Uh, we can, uh, something can happen where we would not be able to do that, but right now we are scheduled to get that done. Okay. And it's, okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. Mm -hmm. Any other questions from the state of Missouri? Again, star six to unmute your phone. Montana? Nebraska? North Dakota? South Dakota? Wyoming? Can I ask a question right. South Dakota? Yeah, go ahead. Who is this? Jeff Dooley from Dakota Dunes. Hey, Jeff. Question for Mike or John. I noticed in your uh, in your reservoir bulletin that the that the uh, Bureau, Bureau of Reclamation Section 7 projects have now got down to the multi-use zones for most of them, with the exception of maybe Tiber Dam. Um, Will would any redu will any reduces and releases from those uh, dams be forthcoming, and will that how will that affect uh, or will it have any effect on any of the uh, Missouri mainstem reservoirs? Uh, yeah, Jeff, uh, this is Mike Swenson. Uh, we have started to see some reductions in releases from some of those reclamation projects like Canyon Ferry and Tiber and uh, Yellowtail. And uh, some of those they started like last week, so we are starting to see some reduction in inflows, for example, to Garrison uh, in the last few days here due to some of those cuts. So the, I guess the short answer is yes, we are starting to see some reductions in their releases. Okay. Well, that, will, will there be further redu reductions, do you think, or not? Or is that... Um, I can't say for sure. I do know they're still making some reductions at Tiber this week. The other ones, we don't have any long-term forecasts right now from them. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, State of Wyoming? Okay, we'll move to the media. State of Iowa, star six to unmute your phone. 
Kansas. Missouri. Montana. Nebraska. Yeah, this is Nancy from the World Herald. Hey, Nancy. Hey, I have a question on the um, 616, 613. And um, this is a follow-on to the press release you sent out. Um, On the cost reimbursable contracts, I know you guys said that, um, yeah, we're going to do this some more this year. But I wanted to put that in context, and I didn't know whether this is the first cost reimbursable contract or that's being fairly commonly used this summer. And if it's, you know, I didn't know, like maybe the four priority levies in Iowa were similarly similarly uh, contracted. Just looking for some context. Sure. Hi, Nancy. This is Matt Kraske. Um, the the four priorities were not used. Were not a cost reimbursable contract. However, um, L five fifty was a cost reimbursable contract. So just for context, what made that a priority and how does do you see this being used very much in the the rest of summer? Uh can you clarify that a little for me, Nancy? Yeah, what made L five fifty a priority so that you would use a cost reimbursable contract on it? Sure. There there was a there's still a large um portion of the flow from the Missouri River coming through L five fifty, which is affecting everything to the south landward of the levees. So that that's why that one uh, fell into the queue where it did. Okay. Okay. And then, um, so it'd be fair to say it's fairly it's not a commonly used. It won't be a commonly used tool this summer. Uh, that's fair to say. The majority of the contracts that we're going to let will be IFB, which is invitation for bids. Okay. And then I had a handful of questions on the um, Pierce. Um, work. I wonder whether it makes sense for me to just email those to you, or do you want me to ask them now? It would probably be easiest if you email them, Nancy. I will do that to Michael Izzard. Sure, and then, yep, just have him pass them to me, and then I'll get you the answers. Okay, thank you. Thank you, everybody. You That's it. Thank you. you Thanks, Nancy. Thanks, Nancy. Any other questions from the state of Nebraska? Again, star six to unmute. North Dakota? South Dakota, Wyoming, any final questions before we adjourn? Okay, the next call will be next Thursday at 3 p.m. August 15th. Thank you.